Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, church. My goodness, I never, ever get tired of hearing what He is doing in our midst. I never get tired of it. I mean, my goodness. It is just, He is so good, so faithful, so amazing. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you have your Bibles here tonight, I'd like you to open up to Second Peter, the first chapter. Second Peter, the first chapter. And I want to preface before I get into that, that, you know, we've been talking about on a Sunday morning, I, I preached a couple weeks back about give us this day our daily bread. And I had the great opportunity this morning to listen to a very good teaching about today that Chris gave a few weeks ago. And it was just, it was, it all came together and it was all just about that God delivers Everything you need for today when you focus just what's right in front of you and you, you pray those prayers and you just believe that God is who he says he is. He'll do what he says he'll do. You just focus on what's there today and that he promises to meet you right there. And I think you said the word today is like used 2,000 sometimes in the, in the, uh, in the Old Testament. And so I started, I started praying about that. And I was just like, Lord, well, what do you want us to share? What do you want me to share on a Wednesday night? And he just reminded me of something here in Second Peter 1. I'll get to that in a minute. But what he reminded me of is, like, he basically was challenging me with the question of this, is this. It's like, okay, so if I don't have to worry about anything, and I said my prayers, and God heard my prayers, and he's got them covered, and I found the promise that correlates with the challenge or the issues or something that's going on in my life, and I'm speaking that promise over my life, what am I supposed to do besides that? Is there anything else that the Bible says? Like, what, is there something else I should be doing? So now if I'm not worrying, I've prayed it once, I've quoted the scripture over and I'm good to go, I know I should pray continuously, but what am I, what do we do? Is there something that the Bible is telling us that we should be doing daily, we should be seeking for daily in our walk, and I want to get to that in just a minute. So I first started in 1 John 5.14, and it's not up on the overhead, but I rested in this because it says that now this is the confidence that we have in Him, in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked Him. So it's good. It's as good as done. That cancer is as good as healed in the name of Jesus. And so this is, we're praying this prayer, and we be, or we're believing in faith that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. So we have everything we need for today, everything. We've got it all. And we know that Jesus came to give life, and we know he came to give life more abundantly. And so what we were teaching on a couple of weeks ago is that if we give thanks to God for what he has given us, and we give him everything, 
and make him Lord over everything in our life. He does the multiplying. He does. He makes all the provisions happen. He's the one who is providing, not us. He is our Jehovah in every single way. He's taking care of it. And so I started asking a question, well, what if those bills go overdue? What, oh my goodness, well, what, what is happening? And the answer kept coming, we just keep pressing in. We keep, how, many, how long have, we prayed? have you prayed for that cancer to go? Now, it didn't go immediately. I heard a little testimony from a few Wednesdays ago about some eyesight that Brother Paul was praying and praying, and I'm seeing two of this, I'm seeing two of that. Well, now he's seeing one of everything, as it should be. But it didn't happen right away. It took a few weeks as you were praying and pressing in. And so what I'm saying here tonight is we need to make Jesus the Lord of every area of our life. And I think too often that we go around saying, Lord, well, I don't know what's going on with my finances, but he clearly has told us that we need to tithe. And we're saying, well, what's going on with my finances? But he's told you to tithe. Well, what's going on with my finances? Well, are you tithing? And it's these, these things that he gives us answers to, and sometimes we start spend so much time praying for the provision and on this side of it, but there's clearly some commands he's asking us to go do to see the fruit on the other side. And I'll talk more about those as it pertains to our personal walk with the Lord this evening. So we want overflow. We want the extra bread left over, but so, many, so often we're not willing to sacrifice for it. We're not willing to say, you know what, I'm going to stop doing that because you've told me to stop doing that. I want this. I want that overflow in my life. I want victory over here. And he's saying, well, turn away. Stop watching that. Stop doing that. Stop, stop saying those things. But you keep doing them, me included, I get it, I'm with you. We keep doing these things, but we keep praying for the victory over here. And so many times the victory is right here, in today, in the things we need to do today that's right in front of us that the Holy Spirit leads us to. Stop doing that, start doing this, turn from that. Bills are paid in Jesus' name, well, continue to tithe or begin tithing in your life. And he continues to show himself faithful in those things. So I start asking myself, so what should we do? What are we supposed to do? So First Peter, or Second Peter 1, and it starts here. I'm going to work a little bit down in verse 1 here and say, to those who have obtained like precious faith, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied Grace and peace is multiplied to you, to me. How? In the knowledge of God. So grace and peace is multiplied to us as we grow in the knowledge of God. So what this is saying is, is how do we work each day? Is we need to work and grow in our knowledge of God so that peace and grace begin to be multiplied, not just added a little bit. What he promises here is to multiply it. So what this is telling me is this little, this what we have to give, the loaves and the fish, the little bit that we have each and every day that we're thankful for, when we give that, he then multiplies it. Grace and peace becomes, we can't get our own peace. We can't get our own grace. He multiplies it through the knowledge of him. Jesus, our Lord, as, so this is as, his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. His divine power, his power, 
Not my power, not my strength, not my skill set, not my ability to speak, not my ability to put together a PowerPoint presentation or to read a financial statement or to do whatever skills that you may have that you're good at. It's by his divine power, his divine power that has given to us all things that pertain to what? To life. Not just godliness, but to life. And as far as I know, I'm living life right now. I'm living life today. Not tomorrow, and I'm not living yesterday. I'm living today, right now. So he promises that he will give to us all things that pertain to our life and to godliness. How, again? Through the knowledge of him. Again, through knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. All things. Verse 4. By which we have been given, by which have been given to us, I'm sorry, exceedingly great and precious promises. Oh my goodness, here we go again. The thousands upon thousands of promises, he gives them to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that, though, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, that we can partake in his divine nature in our lifetime, in this life, in today, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The knowledge, the word that has given us the promises, those precious ones, allows us to escape the corruption. Again, as I'm walking in today, as I'm reading God's word, he is revealing through his Holy Spirit things I need to go do and change. Yes, I've prayed heaven on earth. Yes, I pray that daily bread is met, everything he has provided for me. But again, I'm sitting in today, and I'm asking him, what do I do? And he's showing us the way to escape is through his word, through his promises, through his Holy Spirit, as we press into him. Verse 5 says, but also for this very reason, and this is, where I, this is where I got stuck right here, not stuck, but what I want to share tonight, but also for this re- very reason, giving all diligence. So now this is saying, okay, so we're sitting in today, we're not worried about tomorrow, we've prayed our prayers, we're believing in faith God's going to answer all those prayers, but I'm sitting here today, what do I do? This is telling us we have to give all diligence to something. What do we give all of our diligence to? This is saying, you know what? Forget all the striving, all the worldly ideas, all the things of power and money and everything else. Put all of those aside and give all of your diligence, every bit of it, to the things that I'm about to read. Right? So that gets like my attention. I'm like, okay. So now I'm not worried about anything anymore. I've got peace about everything, but there's something I'm supposed to do. What should I go do each and every day? What do I do? This daily, what am I supposed to go do on a daily basis? Giving all diligence. Add to your faith virtue. So here now we do the adding. He's doing the multiplying. We're doing the adding. He's doing the multiplying. So we add to our faith virtue. I love that it starts with faith. This is like the the foundation, the fundamental. If you don't start with the faith, you can't add anything above it. You can't begin to add on top of anything, virtue or knowledge or anything else. You have to believe that what you're reading is true. You have to believe in faith that God is who he says he is, and he'll do what he says he'll do. We have to give all diligence to this, not seeking riches, not seeking solutions, not, seek, not looking for every way that we can come up with our mind right here to solve every problem that we have. It doesn't say we're supposed to go try to solve every problem. What he's saying, give all diligence to adding to our faith virtue. So what does virtue mean? It means goodness and uprightness. So before we can even start living a life of goodness and uprightness, we have to have that foundation of faith. 
But it's saying with all diligence, we are to look as a Christian, as those following Christ, to add goodness and uprightness to our life. That means making good decisions, being a person of integrity, you know, walking in this world upright and being, that's like, this is the first one. We're going to start adding to this on top of this. So faith, virtue, and then to virtue, knowledge. Okay, so now I have this foundation of faith. I'm adding this virtue. Now he's saying continue to add knowledge. Continue to add knowledge, wisdom of God's word. What does he have for us? And to knowledge, self-control. I love it that you, it's, it's like he's telling us in the word that until you understand the knowledge of who he is in God's word, you can't even begin to add self-control. It's like, oh my goodness. And we wonder why the world runs around seemingly like they're out of control. Because they need the foundational fundamentals of God and God's word in their life. And the definition of self-control here was self-mastery or self-restraint. Oof. Now, we need to add to this. It doesn't mean like we just wake up one morning and we have all these things. Like, this doesn't work this way. We're supposed to add to them. But remember, this is an all diligence doing this daily. We're adding to each one of these things every single day. This is what we're focused on. This is what we're working on. This is the fruit of the Spirit, basically. You look at the parallels between these two scriptures. They're using almost the exact same words. We are looking to grow the fruit of the Spirit in our life on a daily basis. So to self-control, perseverance. Oh my goodness. So not only do I have to be in control when the situation happens to me, I have to persevere in the situation with continued self-control and continued uprightness and virtue. Why? Because I'm standing on faith. Because I'm believing God's going to take care of this situation. Not me, not what I'm going to go do, but His power to perform His miracles. This is what I'm going to stand on. So now we add to this self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness. Now we're starting to say, okay, thank you, God, for this. I, you will take me through this situation. We are now adding godliness, which is a devotion, a piety towards him. Then we get to verse 7, to godliness. So as we're adding all these things, like I, this feels like a stretch already, huh? This feels like a stretch. Like, are we at like noontime? Can I take a lunch break? Can I take a lunch break now? Are we almost at nap time or dinner time? Like, I'm ready to take a nap here. Like, I've already added these things. But this is what he wants us to focus on. Because when we focus on these things, the fruit of the Spirit grows in our life. And so that matter what situation happens, what the world throws at us, what the enemy throws at us, we're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm adding to these things. I'm adding to these things what God is calling me to add to. To godliness, brotherly kindness brotherly kindness. So not only do I have to not overreact to the situation, I have to be steadfast in the situation. I have to show devotion to God in the situation that I actually have to show kindness now to others during the situation. Are you serious? Yes, this is like exhausting, but this is what, this is all we have to do today. We work on these things today. And we seek his righteousness and his kingdom. This is seeking his kingdom today. And that word brotherly kindness is brotherly love. It's actually the word Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. So to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. And then he finally stops. And you're just like, oh my gosh. Now I have to love? 
Now, after all of this, I'm going to continue to add love now and affection. And this is what I love. The Bible says faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Where did we start? Faith. Where do we end? Love. This is our journey. This is our walk with the Lord. We start with faith and we begin to grow closer and closer to him. We begin to look more and more like Christ. We become more and more in his image as we grow and we begin to be able to love no matter what situation we're in, no matter what is put in front of us by the enemy, by the world, or in any way, shape, or form. We actually are adding to all these things and we are eventually able to love in that situation. Now, this is a journey. Do we get there tomorrow? No. We just focus on today. We're focusing on today, working on this today. The greatest of these is love. You know, God is love. So what we're working on, what we're trying to do on our daily walk with him is to grow closer to him. So when we're closer to him, we're more like him. Because, you know, when you get closer to somebody, guess what? You become more like them. Just like a teenager who gets close to somebody and starts to be around them for a long time, they begin to act like that person. They do. They begin to act like each other. That when our girls spend a lot of time with somebody, they begin to act like that other person. Good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes indifferent. But you're like, what is that? That's not who you are. That seems like the other person. But this is what God's saying as we get closer to him. As we grow closer to him, as we seek him, he then is reflect, then we are now a reflection of him. He's rubbing off on us. We can't be anything but like him. That's right. As we move on this path, and here's what I, here's what I believe, that as we move on this path, it helps us to better see the plans of the enemy. Because you know why? Because we see as God sees. And as we're focused on, not the problems, but as we're focused on adding self-control and adding virtue and adding godliness and adding love, as we're adding this thing, we're becoming more like him. We're now saying, whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. I see the plan of the enemy here. No, no. I'm not going to let that take root in my life. I'm not going to fall for that trap. Because now we begin to be more like him. We now begin to see as he sees. So again, I said a lot of these line up with the fruit of the Spirit. To me, so to me this means we ask God to add these things, and we seek to add these things daily. So just as the Bible says in Matthew 6, Seek ye first his kingdom, and all these things shall be added to you. This is his kingdom. This is working on his kingdom right here. The fruit of the Spirit begin to manifest in our life. Verse 8, For if these things are yours and abound, praise the Lord, if these things are yours and abound, so we have to add with all diligence these things. And if those things become ours, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, it comes right back to like everything for life and godliness. If you want that, grow in the knowledge of him. How do you grow in the knowledge? You begin to add this and add this and add this and add this and add this. So when those things are yours and you're abounding in them, guess what? You have everything you need for the day. It's all yours. You will not be unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we need. I love that they use fruit there again. Again, it links back to the fruit of the Spirit. Verse 9, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. So as you lack these things, we are now short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. 
This is like you look at yourself in the mirror and you go away and you forgot what you looked like. What this is saying is, no, 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 no. Go back to these things. Begin to focus on adding these things. Do not lose sight of the things that he's asking you to focus on and to grow in. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. How many times has the enemy set up traps for us that we stumble over? But if we focus on today and we focus on these things, adding these things in our life, each and every one of them, the Bible promises then, hey, we're not going to stumble because guess what? We see the trap. We see the thing that wants to trip us up standing right in front of us. Verse 11, the last verse here. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Entry will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. I love it because then it just wraps all the way back to his kingdom as we walk in his kingdom and his goodness for our lives. So how do we grow in these things? This is exactly what we need to go do, the actions. We have to decide to make Jesus Christ, the Lord of every area of our life, every single area of our life. We have to trust in him with our heart. We can lean not on our own understanding, but in every way we have to acknowledge him and what happens, then he directs our paths. We have to start each day being thankful for what God has given us. We have to make the word of God our bread of life. And we need to look at each day as an opportunity to learn and to grow. So these days that we have, we have to look at each one of them as an opportunity to add, to add, to add. Add these things, add these things. And then what happens is he does the multiplying. We just have to focus on learning from the opportunities that are in front of us. And the last thing we have to do truly is to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have to be connected with him. These are called the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians calls them the fruit of the Spirit. Becomes evident in our life as we are led by him. So I want to spend just, uh, Rich, if you're going to get us some Spotify music uh, keyed up. I just want to spend some time praying individually tonight. just Just for this whole message that God has for us tonight. That he would begin to reveal to each and every one of us. Showing us how we begin to add these things in our life. How we begin to focus on today and what he has for us today. Adding these things to our life. Adding uh, to our faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brother kindliness love. And I'm certain that there's one of those or maybe two or three of those things, those words that have kind of jumped out at you. Because there's a couple that jumped out at me that I know I need to begin adding to daily in my own life. And I just want to spend some time, each of us, just praying quietly. You can remain seated. We just begin to pray over these things in our life. Begin to cast all your cares to him and focus on what he has for us today, tonight. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your faithfulness. Father, we lift up these prayer requests to you tonight. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that 
uh, for an unspoken prayer request for Gail in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for taking care of it. Father, we thank you for your total healing over every situation uh, in Mary's life. Father God, I thank you you are taking care of everything. No weapon formed against her shall prosper. Father, we thank you for this anonymous prayer request that you are taking care of for their son. Father, that they, can fi- that they will find and trust in Jesus, in you, and that that person will return to their family. Father, we lift up Beth, who needs you. We come against every spiritual force causing all of the issues and challenges, Father God, that are going on in our country, Lord. We just speak against them in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your endless love and your blessing. Father, we just thank you for your healing power and touch over Susie and Jerry. We thank you, Father, for everyone who got baptized this past Sunday. We, Father, we thank you for those 10 lives that are changed forever. Forever, Lord, as they've made that public declaration for you, as they're walking with a newness of life, Father, as they are just seeking you, going after you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that your, plan, your plans and purposes will be true and real in their life, Father. Father, we just lift up uh, Jay, his life to you, Father. We just pray for healing and freeing him from uh, all addictions, Father God, that may come at him, Lord. And Father, we just lift up uh, Leah to you, Father. We just command those headaches to cease in the name of Jesus. Headaches cease. Father, whatever's causing those in the name of Jesus, we pray that they will, it'll stop now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for every blood vessel working properly in her brain, Father. We just thank you that her eyes are healed and whole. And Father, we just command those headaches to stop. And we thank you, Father, for everything that concerns us that we've lifted up to you that you have in your hands, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you for it in your precious name. I want to read something to you. I can't, I keep thinking about it and then I put it back in my notebook and then I think about it again and I put it back in my notebook. And so I thought about it again while I was sitting there. So I'm pretty sure that means that I need to read it to you. And I read parts of this before, and it was from uh, Lana Bowser, I think it is. Um, it's a yeah, V A W S E R Bowser, and this was a prophetic word that she gave uh, over the church. And uh, actually, Chris gave it to me a while back, and I've just been sitting on it, and I've just been kind of meditating on it, and it all revolves around provision, and I believe that he wanted me, we wanted me to read part of this tonight, and so that means some of you, maybe it's including me, needed to hear this tonight, Uh, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it really is called, it's provision is coming from every direction. Provision is coming from every direction. Suddenly I saw lightning strike out of heaven and entered many lives as I heard the crackling of lightning hitting the ground. I heard the Lord thunder, divine alignment. It was like in an instant the breaker was released and everything responded to his voice. Everything responded to his decree and suddenly all those areas that many of God's people are juggling and feel coming against them in many directions suddenly came into alignment with the decree of heaven. 
I saw health suddenly coming into alignment with his word and his promises. I saw finances suddenly coming into alignment with the promises of God. I saw relationships and marriages suddenly coming into alignment with the promises of God. Sudden opportunities opening up, sudden doors flying open, and suddenly of God was coming in many areas and in many words. And then suddenly the the word thundered around me, provision, provision. The Lord is releasing heaven's provision, but it's not just coming in one area, it's coming in many areas, and it's coming all at once. Watch and see how heaven's provision is going to continue to pour out into your life in radical acceleration as things suddenly line up. This is the Cairo season where God is moving in power. Is he not moving in power? He is. And the sudden alignment of God will be visible in the provision he is releasing. I had a few dreams over the past weeks where I had seen thousands upon thousands of camels entering the body of Christ. And they were coming out carrying provision. And they were coming on provision of heavenly, from heaven, especially in the areas that the enemy is trying to steal kill, and destroy. Then it goes on to say that the words resonated so loudly to me, and it was this, you will be floored by provision. The demonstration of the Lord's power bringing provision from every direction is going to leave you floored. Floored. This is the type of provision that comes where you're just like, what? And you're on the floor. When, there's, when cancers are healed immediately and you get a text message in Walmart in the, in the vegetable aisle and you are floored by his provision. This is the type of provision that's coming, that's here and is coming more and more. You're going to understand more clearly than ever why the enemy has fought you so hard and in so many areas because of the incredible tidal wave of provision from every direction and for every direction that is coming into your life. It's already begun, and there's a major tipping point that's going to be released in and through your life like never before. For the destiny steps and the moments upon your life, the nexus point moments that God is releasing into you, you're going to be left wide-eyed, you're going to be left in wide-eyed wonder at the provision of God. And it isn't just little bits of provision here and there. The Lord spoke and said, this is life-changing provision. The type of provision that he is releasing, nothing and no one will remain the same. It changes everything. So, Father, we just thank you for that word that you have given to your church. Father, we accept that word. We receive that word. We confirm that word. We confirm that word in our hearts and our spirits, Lord. We thank you that provision is coming from every direction, meeting every need in our life. Thank you, Father, that we are going to be floored by this provision, floored by these miracles that happen, floored by the things that happen in our life, that we are just amazed and wondered by you, Father. We thank you, Father, that this provision is bigger than we could ever imagine or ever think. And Father, we just thank you that this provision is truly for your kingdom for your kingdom to grow, for those to come to know you, not just for our own comfort, but for your expansion of your kingdom. And we thank you for it. We receive that word tonight. We thank you for that word tonight. And we just give you all the honor and the praise and the glory. In your precious name we pray. Amen.
Amen, amen, amen. Well, this, it's actually 7.30. It went fairly quick. Praise God. He is good. Have a blessed rest of the week. I love to hear those testimonies. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. And if you have, uh, let me just say a quick prayer over uh, tithe and offering. Uh, if, you do, if you have brought tithe and offering tonight, you can just slip it in the uh, bucket right next to Mr. Mike Parchy back there. There's a, there's a box on the wall. Just slide it right in there. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your provision. Thank you, Lord, that you are our provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are taking care of all of our needs, Father. You are the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. Father, we just thank you that everything we have is yours. And Father, we give back to you what you've asked us to give back to you, Father. And we just continue to add to these things daily in our lives as we seek you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.